Hi guys. So good morning to everybody. Uh, I can see everyone. And uh, okay, so today I'm going to announce this again. Uh, we're talking about uh, the topic is uh, how did Jesus, okay, hear the Father's voice. So we're going to see through the scriptures, and Jesus is the Son of God, and through Him we become sons of God. Okay. So just the way Jesus heard the Father's voice, it's going to be the same way that we sons hear His voice. Okay. So we're going to go through a lot of scriptures today. Uh, like I said, just flow with me, and at the end, it's all going to come together. Uh, now I'm making this into two parts. There's going to be part one and part two. I'm going to do on the Wednesday Bible study. I couldn't cover everything in one meeting, so don't miss Wednesday because otherwise you'll only have half, and I don't want you to hear this only half. So I'm uh, I'm going to talk today about how we hear God's voice. How can you be deceived into also thinking something is God's voice and it's not, and which I'm going to share on Wednesday. Uh, so we're going to focus today. Part one is going to be what is God's voice. And then on Wednesday is going to be what is not God's voice, or predominantly what is not God's voice. Okay, we're going to share that on Wednesday. So this is going to be part one and part two. So don't miss, uh, don't miss either. If you're going to hear this message, hear it part one and part two. Okay. Uh, so let's begin. Uh, I have some scripture references. Um, yeah. Okay. So I'm going to share uh, again. Some personal revelation and dreams that I've had, which I'm uh, I'm sharing them again because it's being recorded, and we have some new people on uh, Beloved today, so I'm going to share that again. Okay. Um, uh, so one thing I want to start with that scripture that says, uh, you know, why did Jesus come? Jesus said that he came to give us eternal life. Correct. He came to give us eternal life. Okay. So what is eternal life? Okay. So I'm going to read. Let's just start reading this. Uh, Matthew 23. Okay, how as a son, today, you don't have to run to somebody to have them father you, or you don't have to run to the pastor and uh, have them give you all the answers. Okay, the inheritance of a son today is that you can directly go to the father. Okay, so now I'm reading a scripture from Matthew 23, where what these Pharisees and scribes were doing, they were sitting in Moses' chair, like acting with authority. Okay. And they were taking this, um, they were themselves not keeping the law, but they were putting the law and the yoke on other people. Okay, so look at Jesus' response to it. Okay, now look what Jesus says. Uh, Matthew 23, verse 8. But do not be called rabbi, that means teacher, for one is your teacher, and you are all equally brothers. He's telling all these uh, people there, okay? Do not call anyone on earth who guides you spiritually your father. Do not call anyone on earth your father, okay? For one is your father, he who is in heaven. Do not let yourselves be called leaders or teachers, for one is your leader and teacher, the Christ, the son. So who is the one who is my father? Am I supposed to call my pastor or is anyone supposed to call me father or the spirit? Even if I'm leading beloved, I'm just a son who's leading beloved. I might be in the role of a pastor, but I'm a son who's leading beloved. And my job is to guide you to the Father. Guide you all to the Father. Okay? And uh, like I've seen a lot of y'all, like amazing testimonies that we've seen on the group. And you know, why are suddenly y'all coming into all of these testimonies? Okay? And uh, the reason why is because now y'all are cultivating back into your own personal relationship with the Father. Like somewhere y'all have got lost and now you're going back to your Father. Okay? And through all things come into your life through personal relationships. 
okay so who is the who is supposed to be the one who teaches us all things it's saying the son okay christ now let's look at john 17:1 <clears throat> this is what jesus prayed as he looked up into heaven now this is why jesus came okay it says father the time has come unveil the glorious splendor of your son so that i will magnify your glory you have already given me authority over all the people that i may give the gift of eternal life to all those that you have given to me okay now while it jesus came uh, when he said that i did not come into this world to condemn the world but to give them everlasting life or long life okay he came he conquered death that means today we don't even have to die you can actually keep on living long life but what does he define eternal life as okay he came to give us eternal life and what is eternal life eternal life means to know and to experience you as the only true god father that means eternal life for everyone who's watching today okay what did jesus come to give you he wants you to have an experience with his heavenly father that is what he came to give me that is what he came to give my mom that is what he came to give each one who is watching today jesus came to give you an experience with his heavenly father okay an individual experience and to know and experience jesus christ as the son son whom you have sent so one thing i want you to know the reason why you got born again the minute you came into the kingdom okay the minute you came into the kingdom god wants you now to experience him the father wants to be your father okay so now i'm going to i'm going to share a little dream that i had years ago in 2008 when facebook had come up and in this uh, i was on facebook and i was looking up someone's profile and it was jesus's profile and i click on jesus's profile and um, you know that time facebook had albums at the left hand side so um, and in this dream i'm supposed to interview jesus so i click on one of the albums i enter the albums and i see that this man uh, you know he's just adopting children and i'm just seeing all of these children and he's adopting children so i tell jesus i said you know you're adopting children i said what do you get in this uh, what's what do you get out of this like why are you adopting children and then he looks at me and says he's in priya he's in do you know what's my greatest pride and then he says he and then he makes me look at all these children so i'm with jesus i'm looking at all these children and he says i have so many children okay and then he looks at me and says but all of them but they have just one father me okay and then he tells me he's saying getting to be your individual father is my greatest pride okay getting to be your individual father getting to be the father who gives you the inheritance getting to be the father who who gives you the desires of your heart is his greatest pride that's why i always say don't come to me go to the father because he wants he wants the joy of fulfilling the very thing that you're looking for he wants the joy in everything is because he gets to be father and just to see you smile makes him happy okay so um eternal life is about an experiential so each one now is experiencing uh, because some of you all came got uh, you know someone uh, told you about jesus and you entered a church and then you had fellowship with people but you never really got to experience the father as a personal father okay because we were too busy uh, today's phone has become very easy you can pick up the phone and speak to somebody instead of talking to the father instead of communing with the father okay and going back to the father is his he's waiting for that it's almost like he waits for communion with the father okay now when we read jesus's life also you'll see 
that Jesus spends time with the disciples, but he is a life-giving spirit to them. But his own time is always with the Father. He's communing with the Father. He's not hanging around with his disciples and chatting about things. Okay? He hangs around or he communes with the Father. So, um, okay, so let's read down. We'll go in scripture now. I, um, so, we're going to address things like uh, when you got born again, okay? The day when you said, Jesus, come into my heart and make you my Lord and Savior. What part of you got born again? Okay? What part of you got born again? We're going to address that. Okay? Uh, so now let's see. God calls himself a spirit. When God looks at you, God calls you a spirit being. Okay? I told you, like, for you to see all the inheritance in your life, certain foundations have to be in place. Okay? So God doesn't look at you in the flesh. God doesn't look at you in the body. God doesn't look at your uh, any other way, but God calls you a spiritual being because God is spirit. Okay? And to him, spirit is real. And what you see is not real. To him, what spirit makes this reality. So with God, everything spiritual is real. And what happens to man, because Adam fell into a sense realm, the minute he sinned, he started seeing creation. He wanted to see. And what, what he sees is what truth is. That's what he was telling himself. That's a lie. Okay? And so uh, today, uh, there are a lot of people who want to go by feelings and emotions and if you don't see something or if you don't feel something you feel God is not with you but God you have to be first be at peace that you are a spiritual being and spirit is real spirit is true that means truth means that it is real so then everything else is a lie that's what according to God that's what it means okay so now let's look at this what part of you got born again John 3 5 Jesus answered most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the spirit, unless one is born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. You, the minute you got born again, your spirit, the father sent his Holy Spirit, your spirit and his spirit became one spirit. That's the part that became a new creation. Where in Corinthians it says that you became a new creation. So what part of you became a new creation? Your spirit being. Your spirit and his spirit joined together and it became an absolutely new creation. That's why in the Old Testament when someone did something wrong, the Holy Spirit would leave them and go. But in the New Covenant, the Holy Spirit can't leave you anymore. Because you're joined, you become one spirit with him. Okay, so now let's uh, read ahead. John 4.20, Jesus responded. Believe me, dear woman. Now this is, he's talking to the woman by the well. She had come with a pitcher in her, uh, in her hand and he asked her for, give me water. Remember? So this is the conversation. John 4, 20. Uh, Jesus responded, believe me, dear woman, the time has come when you won't worship the father on a mountain, nor in Jerusalem, but in your heart. Basically, he's saying, you're not going to look for God's voice or you're not going to worship the father. Worship is communion communing with some something okay giving adoration just it's even talking to something so he's saying you're not going to be worshiping or talking to the father on here on this mountain or in jerusalem something external but in your heart your people don't really know the one they worship we jews worship out of our experience for it's from the jews that salvation is made available from here on worshiping the father will not be a matter of right place but with the right heart. Or another version says, in the sphere of, of, of the heart. Okay? 
For God is spirit. That means you're going to worship him in a spiritual realm. And he longs to have sincere worshippers who worship and adore him in the realm of the spirit and in the, and in the realm of truth. In another translation, it says, in the sphere of the spirit and in the sphere of truth. That means God is saying, anything that I'm doing now with you, I'm worship, you're worshipping me or anything that I'm going to do with you is going to be in a sphere or in the realm of spirit. And he's calling this realm of spirit, the realm of truth. So now I want you to know spirit means truth. I'm a spiritual being. That means of spirit. Can I see the spirit? Can you see the spirit? You can't see the spirit. But he's saying spirit is truth. Spirit is truth. What we see are facts. But spirit is truth. That's why when you believe the spirit, what God is saying about you, the facts will change. Because truth always wins. Truth means in a court case, when someone says the truth was revealed, means the reality of it. What was real came forth, right? So God is calling spirit. What we don't see, he's calling it truth. He's calling it real. So now we are, we fell into this world and what we see, and we don't see spirit. And so now we have to decide, do I believe God's word? Or do, do I believe what I see? Okay. So I want you to know you are spiritual beings. God is spirit. Everything about him, whatever he is going to do with you is going to be through the spirit. Now let's read ahead. Okay. And you have to, your job is to just say amen. Means I agree with it. Okay. So be it. Don't wrestle with it. Don't come against it. No, why like this? This is the way it's going to work. All God wants is your agreement in the way heaven, the kingdom works. And you'll start seeing things flow in your life. Okay. Now let's go ahead. John 4, 24. God is spirit. Those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. That means even when you're communing with him, God is communing everything through spirit. And he's calling spirit truth. Okay, let's go down. So now the first Adam was a living being. God took the mud. He breathed life into him. He became a living being. The last Adam, it says, you and me are a life-giving spirit. Because we are born from heaven. Okay, so the first Adam was born from dust. It says the second Adam, which is you and me, as is the heavenly man, as Jesus is, so are we. Jesus is a life-giving spirit. Now he is also calling you a life-giving spirit. Okay, but he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. 1 Corinthians six seventeen. He who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Okay, I told you the minute you got born again, your spirit and God's spirit became one spirit. They cannot be like this anymore. It became a new creation. One spirit. Okay, and this spirit is in you. Okay, now the spirit, Romans 8.16, the spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God or sons of God. And if children, sons and heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. The spirit himself bears witness with our spirit. Means it agrees with our spirit. That we are sons of God. How is God communing to you? Through his spirit. Okay. Go ahead. 2 Corinthians 3.17 Now the Lord is the spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. I want you to see, today we are going to come to a consensus. Everything that the father does is through his spirit in you. Okay? Let's go down. What part of you has all the father's inheritance? 
where did the father deposit all of his inheritance? Okay, now we have inheritance, right? After Jesus died and he rose again, he gave us divine health, he gave us riches, he gave us restoration for relationships, he gave us every good thing. All promises have become yes and amen. So now all of these promises that have become yes and amen, okay, all of this inheritance for you, where is he given this inheritance? So that's why people come to me and say, Priya, but you know, I have an inheritance, but how come I'm not seeing it? So I want you to understand this first. And then we'll go back at the end of the message. It will be the simplicity of Christ. It will be the simplicity of who you are. Okay. But I'm, I'm, uh, I'm sort of, ex uh, I'm amplifying it or I'm opening it up. So you see how the kingdom works. So God is spirit. He does everything in spirit. So now where did he put all the inheritance in you? Let's read down. Ephesians 1.3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. He has blessed us with every blessing. He calls it a what? Spiritual blessing. That means where is the blessing? In the spirit. Okay? It is in you. It's in you, but it's in the spirit. In you. He has deposited everything in the spirit and you're in Christ. That's why it's in Christ. Okay, now go down. John 15, 5. I am the wine. Now, another way of saying this. I am the wine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears fruit, for without me you can do nothing. It's almost like saying, he's saying everything, all of the inheritance, every blessing is in the wine. Okay, that picture of the wine which I've shown you. I've deposited everything here. Okay, and you are the branch. And it's going to flow out to you, but it's in the wine. So that picture that I've shown you, okay, in the wine is talking about, let's go to that picture, which I've just put on the group, this one. Okay. All the blessing that he's given you, uh, one second. okay, is in the wine. That means the wine is the spirit. This is the body or your physical circumstance or any other situation that you might have. This is the body. And this, the nor between the spirit and the body is called your mind or in sometimes the Bible calls it the heart. And where he's talking about just renew and renew means nothing else but just agree with what I'm saying. Who I've made you, not who I'm trying to make you, who I've already made you. So this part is called believing. Okay. And through the wine, everything flows into your body or into that situation. And how does it flow? Just by believing. Just by believing and agreeing with who God says you are. So all the father is looking for is agreement. Okay. Now we come to this a little later on. So I want to focus on um, first just hearing the way uh, Jesus hears the father's voice. Okay. So I want to uh, get it established first that everything that God does, God is spirit. He made you one spirit with him. He deposited everything in the spirit and I want you to be okay with it that it is spiritual. And just because you don't see something doesn't mean it's difficult. I'm just saying it's real. Okay, and you need to start believing it is because you are spiritual beings. It's your DNA. Get used to it. This is normal for you. It's normal to believe something that you don't see. Don't think it's absurd. It should be normal for you to believe because God says he calls those things that do not exist as though they do. That means to the layman, God is weird. So then if he is weird, then so am I to the layman. But to God, I'm normal because I believe what I don't see. I believe because I only believe his word. Okay, now let's go down. Uh, 
1 Corinthians 20. But the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who was preached among us, or to me, and Timothy, was not yes and no, but has proved to be yes in him. Okay, uh, I'm just reading ahead. For as, as many as are the promises of God in Christ, that means in the Spirit, are all yes, and through him we say amen to the glory of God. Or through a amen means what? Yes and amen. Amen means just so be it. Or amen just means saying thank you. Yes. Okay, that's what it means. All the promises have become amen, but they are where? In Christ. In the spirit. So all the inheritance is in you. That's why Jesus says, in that day, don't go saying if someone says, look, the kingdom of God is here. The kingdom of God is there. That means, look, God's voice is there. God's voice is there. The kingdom of God is within you. Okay, all the promises, everything is not coming from up down. It's all coming from inside out. And how does it come? How does it get manifested outside? Is just by believing, just by agreeing to who he's saying you are. You just say, Amen. Yes, I believe it. Okay? Hurrah. What is the Holy Spirit that is one with your spirit doing? Okay, so I told you the minute you got born again, the Holy Spirit became one with your spirit. Okay? So we're quickly just going to look. I've done this before with you, but again, we're just going to quickly read through it. Okay? What is the Holy Spirit doing? Uh, in the beginning, okay. So now let's read this, okay? John 1, 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word, the Word was God. And the Word became flesh and dealt among us. Okay? The Word became flesh. That means Jesus is the Word. Do you agree with me? Jesus is the Word of God. He was the walking, talking Word of God. Okay? Uh, but as many as received him, to them he gave the power to become the sons of God. That means sons of the Father. Even to them that believe on his name, which are born, not of blood, not of the will of the flesh, not of the will of man, but they're born of God. I am born of God, he said. That means I am born of the word. Correct? Is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit the same thing? If Jesus is the word, he is one with the Father. Is the Father the word? Correct? Yes, they're all one. So the spirit in you, is it the spirit of the word? The word of God in you? That's why I said you're born of the word. Everything in you by default is just like your father. You don't have to wrestle with it. You're just like your father. You need to start believing it. You're born of the word. So a lot of times when even you will read the word, you read the word, you'll realize that, oh my God, Jesus and me think alike. We have the same, we, we think similar things on certain situations. Why? It's because you're born of the word. Okay? He's given you his desires. Okay, let's go down. John 14. Uh, he says, The spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. We're talking about what the spirit is doing in us. Okay? Jesus said, I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. John 16. This is what the Holy Spirit is doing. He will convict the world of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment. Okay, now it says of sin because they do not believe in me. So the minute when you didn't know Jesus, the spirit came to tell you or convicted you that you needed a savior. He convicted you that you're a sinner. You're a lost son in your sins and you need the father. You need Jesus because he's going to take away all your sins. So that's the time he convicts the world of sin because they do not believe in me. Now, after you become a son of God, now he's convicting you of righteousness because they see me no more. So now he's the one who's reminding me I'm righteous. I'm worthy as a son because of Jesus' blood to receive everything. 
in spite of when you do something wrong, he's the one who tells you, get up and walk, you're still a son. Okay? And of judgment, because the ruler of this world is judged. What? That the devil has no power over you anymore. It is finished. So stop dancing to his tunes anymore. You can ignore, learn to rest. Stop running after him. Stop running after him in worry. Stop running after the situation because it's a finished work. Okay? I've highlighted these. So I'm just reading the highlighted points. He will guide you into all truth. And he will tell you of things to come. He guides me into all truth. He tells me of things to come. Okay? John 14, 26. He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. All things that I said to you, he's going to bring to your remembrance. Okay? This is what the Holy Spirit is doing now. Okay, now let's go down. Now, okay, so in India, we have Hindi. Okay? In America, you have English. Now, the Bible also calls, there is a language. Okay? And in 1 Hebrew 1, it says, guess what our language is? It's called just sun. It's called sun. That's our language, sun. Okay, let's read that. Uh, 1 Hebrew 1, okay? In many parts and in different ways, God in former times, having spoken to the fathers by means of the prophets, but in the last of these days, spoke to us in one, who by nature is son, whom he appointed heir of all things, through whom also he constituted the ages. In before times, God spoke to the prophets. He speak to one guy, or the or in the old times, what someone would call a prophet would be like a pastor figure. Okay, and only that guy will hear for me. And if that guy doesn't hear for me, God is not talking to me. Okay, but in the new covenant, after you got, became a son of God, God is speaking through one. It's called son. It's called son. Just get used to this that the language of the son is son. Okay. Let's go down. I'm, uh, I'm just uh, taking another version of it. Throughout our history, God has spoken to our ancestors by his prophets in many different ways. The revelation he gave them was only a fragment of a time, at a time, building one truth upon another. But to us living in these last days, God now speaks to us openly in the language of, it doesn't even say a son, it actually says in the language of son. It's called in the language of son. Now I'm going to show you what language is because we are the living being or the human being is so programmed that language has to be verbal. So our understanding is God's voice is words and then what I do is different, what I see is different. And what if the language of sun is something that is together one? Okay, the verse before says, in these last days to us in one who by nature is sun. That means what if I told you that there is a language that is so one that what you see, what you do, what you are speaking is all one. And that's your language. It's a supernatural language. Are you following with me? Are you following? Okay, I'm going to make it a little, uh, when we come, when we start looking at Jesus' life, you're going to, you're, it's going to come home to you. Okay, uh, I'm just reading down. Uh, you are, this is what the father says. You are my favorite son. Today I have fathered you. And this, I will be father to him and he will be son to me. That's why I said your greatest stress is that he gets to be your father. You're a fathered son. Okay. Now let's go down. How does the father initiate, speak, do everything in the son? Guys, I'm reading scriptures. And then at the end, I'm going to bring it all together. Okay. But just flow with me. Okay. 2 Corinthians 3.17. Now this Lord is spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all with unveiled face, 
faces beholding as in a mirror the glory of the lord are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory just as by the spirit of the lord how is he transforming you how is he changing everything in you how is he bringing everything out it's saying by the spirit of the lord that means that one spirit that is in you everything he is doing from there nothing about god is coming from outside and what i want to bring home today is that everything that god is doing is from the inside out to you okay let's go down romans therefore brethren romans 8:14 therefore brethren we are debtors not to the flesh to live according to the flesh for if you live according to the flesh you will die that means if you go by your senses you are going to die okay if you lead your life governed by the the five sense realm that you are seeing by the flesh okay you will die but if by the spirit you put to death the deeds of the body you will live for as many as are led by the spirit of god are sons of god are led by the spirit of god what does it mean to lead if you google lead the word lead it means where somebody is sort of like pulling you like that okay or if someone is ahead of you and leading the way that means we are led that means someone is going before me and he is leading me Jesus in the old covenant also you see God always he was going before his children opening the sea the red sea parting the sea even in the cloud he was going before them okay he was going ahead even for Joshua he went ahead the ark of the covenant okay there was praise and worship he was going ahead and doing everything he it's almost like they were being led but that was physical and now everything for us is from inside okay we don't see it but it's the same he's leading you okay for as many as are led by the spirit of god these are sons of god now there is no such thing as um if you become a born again son of god oh you're led you're not led okay i want you to become one with it that the language that i have is son it's a new language it's not hindi it's not english the language that i understand of the father is son and this language is a supernatural language it's not just words you you we'll see down as we go down okay and you you'll come to know what the language of sun is we are led by the spirit he is leading us he is doing everything okay we for you do not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear but you receive the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out abba father the spirit himself the spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of god or sons of god and if sons then heirs heirs of god and joint heirs with christ okay let's read ephesians 2:18 for through him we both have access by one spirit to the father does it says through two spirits holy spirit and your spirit no it became the new creation that bible talks about in corinthians that you became a new creation what is a new creation the holy spirit and your spirit they became one spirit they absolutely one completely one it's almost like a jesus and you got married and had a child what the child looks like is one okay that's the one spirit it became one spirit So now we have access to the father by one spirit. Okay? Now therefore you are no longer strangers and foreigners but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. Having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom the whole building being fitted together grows into the holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are being built together for a dwelling place of God in the spirit. Where is the dwelling place of God? in the spirit i i want you to see today everything that god does is through his spirit 
through his spirit in you he is not doing anything external okay galatians 4 6 and because you are sons god has sent forth the spirit of his son in brackets upon the holy spirit into your hearts crying out abba father therefore you are no longer a slave but a son and if a son then an heir of god through christ okay i'm reading ahead 1 corinthians 29 but as it is written now look at this i has not seen nor hear heard nor have entered into the heart of man the things which god has prepared for those who love him for all of you but god has revealed them to us all these amazing things that god has prepared for us how is he revealing to us what belongs to us through his spirit for the spirit searches all things yes the deep things of god for what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him even so no one knows the things of god except the spirit of god now we have received not the spirit of the world but the spirit of who is from god that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by god all the promises in christ in your spirit are yes and amen they are almost wait, waiting to be gushed out okay in your life and how is god revealing everything that that belongs to you through his spirit okay these things we also speak not in words which man's wisdom teaches but with which the holy spirit teaches comparing spiritual things with spiritual but the natural man does not receive the things of the spirit of god for they are foolishness to him nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned you and i have to be one and be okay with that you're a spiritual being the minute you rest in that that what you see is not real or is a fact and what god is saying is spirit and god is saying it's truth and that is higher okay become one with that rest in that that you are spiritual beings everything will start becoming very normal for you it will be it will be you start seeing things normal like someone put on the group that oh testimonies are becoming so normal yeah you know why they becoming so normal is because deep down you started believing who you really are it's happening at such an unconscious level you don't even know but you're just seeing all the promises become yes and amen because all the lies are getting pulled out of you and you don't even know it that's why the bible says just by hearing the word by preaching people get saved that means people get so zoned that means what like things they start receiving in their life just by hearing but hearing the new covenant the word of reconciliation not the ministry of death the tree of knowledge of good and evil the tree of life and unconsciously you guys are seeing oh you got the job or oh, someone found they're getting married someone got miraculously healed how are these things happening is because all the lies are going away you're coming to believe who you really are just by hearing and everything the inheritance the yes and amen is just flowing in your lives and you're just seeing things become yes and amen how effortlessly okay it's because you're just agreeing you're agreeing with who the father is saying you are okay now what does god want you to do scroll down only believe even if you didn't believe do you know that everything what this is saying is true about you even if you didn't believe it is true even if you didn't believe it is true but if you start believing who the father is saying you are you're going to start seeing it manifest in your life okay let's go down galatians 220 I always start with everything with this. 
I have been crucified with Christ. Jesus was our representation on the cross. He just didn't come to die on the cross for the sins of the whole world. But you have to understand when he died on the cross, you were on the cross with him. Okay? That's why the whole, the whole sonship booklet that each of y'all have is, uh, uh, is a book of identification. He went on my behalf. I was crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I have to believe, I want you all to believe, it's no longer you. It is no longer you. You think it's you and okay, you can believe it's you. And then I'll just tell you, uh, but it's no longer you. So Sheetal wants to be, she's a PR and she loves doing working with celebrities. And then she thinks it's her. But God is saying, Sheetal, it's not you. It's all me and you. And I'm living and I'm loving being the PR person that you love. And I get to live that life, life out and enjoy your life with you, whatever you're doing. And I get to be father in that life and see you do all those amazing things. Okay. A real father, even today, will always be a father who wants the children to just be. Okay. What do, what do they want to do? Okay. Bita, you want to do this? Okay, fine. I want, I'll give you the money. Go and get your education done. Everything. He just wants his children to live out whatever their desires are. So the father is become one with you now and all your desires that he himself has put, he is getting to live it out with you. So he loves being the PR person. To somebody else who's a doctor, he loves being the doctor. To someone else who's in media, he loves being the media person. To someone else who's a CA, he loves being the accountant. Okay? He enjoys everything that you're doing. So you die. It's all Christ in you. Someone who, who wants to do many things, guess what? The father loves you and that you get to do those many things, he gets to do it with you. Okay, uh, scroll down. Okay, so now I'm reading. How does the father lead, talk to the son? Okay, so now in the new covenant, how is the father leading you, talking to you? Okay, we've done this before, but I'm, we're going to see more things. Okay, he leads you through the impressions of your heart, through his spirit. Now in the Bible, I've seen a lot of times when God will use the word heart, but he also means mind at the same time. Okay, so they change it. It's almost like the same thing. And um, so the impressions, so, but what I'm saying is in this case, he's leading you through the impressions of your heart, through your spirit. Okay, he's given you one heart. Okay, so when God is doing something, it's always inside out. It's not outside in. Okay, everything that God is speaking to you and doing is all inside out. Okay, so uh, I don't want to speak about what's not, but we will focus on what is to do. Okay. And then uh, from the next study, or maybe I'll give you a few hinders by the end of the study today. What's not. So we, uh, uh, we know what we're going on right this day. So Ezekiel 36, 26, I will give them a new heart and a new spirit, a new spirit. What is that new spirit? That's that spirit that became one with the Holy spirit. And I'm giving them a new heart. Okay. I'll remove the stony heart from your body and replace it with a heart. That's God willed. God will. That's why it says that I am the one who's giving them the will to do it and I am only doing it, the father says. Okay? I'm giving them a new heart. I will put my spirit in you and make it possible for you to do what I tell you to do, do and live by my commands. I will, okay, let's go down uh, Ezekiel 11, 19. And I will give them one heart and I will put a new spirit, that one spirit within them. I will take the stony, unnaturally hardened heart out of their flesh and will give them a heart of flesh that means sensitive and responsive to the touch of their God 
that they will walk in my statutes or whatever I'm saying, keep my ordinances and do them. And they should be my people and I will be their God. Okay. God is everything that you're doing is from inside out. How is he speaking? He's speaking to the impressions of your heart through his spirit. I told you everything that God does is through spirit. And even now, as he's talking to you, he's talking through his spirit in you. Okay. And another way of saying it, how would one know? I told you it's by your desires. Okay. Now, uh, like I said, your desires are very different from what comes here. The impressions of your heart are very different. That's why I always tell everybody, be honest with your heart. And you'll know what God is saying. Just be honest with your heart. Because you, it's, it's almost like I don't have to convince myself to like tea with ginger. It's normal for me. Is because who gave me the desire? My father gave me the desire. So it's all him in me. I'm not psyching myself to believe what is, what is not. Just follow your desires, the impressions of your heart. It's all him. That's why it's an easy life is because you don't have to figure out, is this, is this not? Is it in my heart? It's God. If it's not, it's not. It's as simple as that. Okay, let's go down further. Philippians 2.13 For it is God the Father who works in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. It is the Father who is giving you the desire, the will to do it. And it is the Father who is also working it out for you. You understand the simplicity of, so you think, what are you doing today? I'm cooking. Who's cooking? Is the father who is giving you the will to cook and is the father only who is cooking it also? The father who is giving you the will and the father who is also doing it. So you think it's you, 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 you. But you died. It's all Christ in you. Now I want you to first believe who you are. When you believe, you will see it. You believe your identity and inheritance follow. Most people struggle with their head and they'll say, no, but still I don't believe, but I'm doing this and I'm doing something bad and all. I said, do you really believe you died with Christ? That is all Christ in you. And I always tell them, even if you don't believe, you know that it's true. It is all Christ in you. And why don't you start resting that it is all him in you? So believe it's all Christ in me. He is the one who's giving me the will and he is the one who's doing it. In Philippians 2.13 it says, okay, will you simply start believing what the father says about you? And that life out of the wine is not going to start flowing more in your life. Okay. Now look down. Uh, I'm going to John 5.17. But Jesus answered them. My father. Now look at now. Now we are getting into how Jesus is talking with the father. Okay. And I'm going to go into that. But I'm going to read some scriptures before that. And Jesus answered them. My father has been working until now. And I have been working. Then go down. Jesus says. The son can do nothing of himself, but what he sees the father do for the son, for whatever he does. That means what the father does, the son also does in like manner. For the father loves the son and shows him all things that he himself does. So it's saying the son can do nothing by himself, but what he sees the father do for whatever the father is doing, the son also does in like manner. For the father loves the son and shows him all things that he himself does. So some of you might think, how is he showing him? Is he showing him when Jesus went on the mountaintop on prayer? Was he showing him at that time? Was Jesus sleeping? Did God the Father give him dreams and then he showed him? Okay. How is God showing him? How is Jesus saying that I see the Father? How is Jesus seeing the Father? How is he doing all these things? Okay. Let's go down. John 14, 7. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me. The words that I speak to you. Now Jesus says, look at this. I do not speak on my own authority, but the father who dwells in me does the work. 
Now I want you to see this. First he says, the words that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own authority. So he should have said, he should have continued saying, the words that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but as the father who speaks in me. Correct? But now he changes speaking to doing. So now he says, the words that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own authority. But the father who dwells in me does the work, works. He's calling speaking and he's calling doing the same thing. Can you see? He's saying speaking only what are the words that, that I speak to you. I speak, I do not speak on my own authority, but the father who dwells in me is doing the works. Okay, let's go ahead. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me or else believe me for the sakes of the works themselves. John 5.30 I can of myself do nothing. As I hear, as I hear, I judge. And my judgment is righteous because I do not seek my own will but the will of the Father who sent me. Now he is saying, I hear. As I hear, I judge and my judgment is righteous. As I hear, I judge. So now we're going to look at some, uh, some parables in the Bible and see how many times is Jesus actually hearing the audible voice of God. Is God speaking? Is there any, is there any uh, 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 recollection of uh, Jesus saying that I heard it, I went aside, I heard and then I did something. But he is so naturally saying, as I hear, I judge. And my judgment is righteous. Let's go down. I do nothing of myself, but as my father taught me, I speak these things. As my father taught me, so when is the father teaching him? As my father taught me, I speak these things. And he who sent me is with me. The father has not left me alone, for I always do those things that please him. As he spoke these words, many believed in him. Uh, okay, we'll go down and then I, I, will, I will tell you what the language of the son is. Okay? John 12, 49. For I have not spoken on my own authority, but the father who sent me gave me a command what I should say and what I should speak. And I know that his command is everlasting life. Therefore, whatever I speak, just as the father has told me, so I speak. Now, uh, Okay, I want, I want you to understand this. You know, a bird, okay, uh, let's see. Um, I asked Dipti to send me this picture. Uh, uh, you know the Baya Weaver, the bird, the Baya Weaver. It makes this nest. Okay, this is the one it makes. It's called the Baya Weaver bird. Are you familiar with this? In India, it's pretty prevalent. Okay, you've seen this nest, right? Do you think that the bird has put has been programmed inside the way to make the nest how does it know how do all the bio weavers make the same nest they all make the same nest how come from where does it come from where does the understanding of this nest come from has it been written in the heart there's a little program inside that little bird that when god made this bird it showed them how to make this nest because crows don't make this nest but the bio weaver bird they will make this nest and they all make the same nest. Who taught it? Who taught to make the same nest? Okay. But how does it, but one can say that who is telling him how to make this nest? Someone is telling this bird and is just making the nest. I, okay. Are you understanding what I'm saying? You know what God speaks to you and what you're doing 
and what you're speaking is one. And it's so one that it is who you are. So the human being tries to understand God's voice has to be audible. And what if I told you that everything that Jesus is saying and he's doing and he's speaking is one language. It's called the language of the sun. It's a supernatural language that it's so rhythmatic in you that everything that you do and speak and hear is at the same time. It's one. You died. It's all Christ in you. The human mind tries to separate it as a voice and something that I do is different. Something that I speak is different. But when you understand that the word is one, what the word says is what the word does. What the word does is what the word is. You get it? It's all together one. It's the language of the sun. So now let's see this ahead, okay? So Jesus is saying the command I've received, the father who sent me gave me a command that I should, what I should say and what I should speak. And I know that his command is everlasting life. Therefore, whatever I speak, just as the father has told me, I speak. Now, in part two, which we're going to do on Wednesday, I'm going to share about, and so please don't miss it. Did God really give Adam free will? Everyone says, oh, Adam had free will. Did God, let's, we are going to look in the scriptures and see if God gave Adam free will. Okay. And how did the devil attack Adam? Where did the devil attack Adam? How does the, the devil play? And that's why today, by the end of part two, you're going to be so set free. You're going to know, you're going to rest in who you are more rather than looking for affirmations outside, for signs outside, for confirmations outside. Okay. You're going to rest in knowing that you're a son. Just the way Jesus, so look at him. Uh, so I'm going to take this verse again, but I'll take it in part two. When I'm going to make you understand more. For I have come not, not spoken on my own authority, but the father who sent me gave me a command. It's almost like he, it's one with him. What I should say and what I should speak. And I know that his command is everlasting life. Therefore, whatever I speak, just as the father has told me, so I speak. Just the way this little bird had a little command in his heart. Okay. And by default, everything that it does, it knows. It's because it's one with it. The father is one with you. That's how Jesus is speaking. Okay. Let's go down. Uh, but when they, Matthew 10, 20. But when they deliver you up, do not worry about how or what you should speak. Now, Jesus is telling his disciples, if they catch you at that time, and if they put you in front of kings and queens and everything, don't worry about what you should speak. For it will be given to you in that hour what you speak. For it is not you who speak, but the spirit of your father in you who speaks. Have you been in times when you spoke and you know it wasn't you? It, and you know, it was like everything that I said, why? Where did I get that from? Now you are speaking, but you're speaking. And do you know that you're also hearing? If you're speaking and everything had to be God, that means you were also hearing at the same time. But how come you're speaking and hearing was so one that you couldn't even separate it? What I'm hearing and what I'm speaking, you couldn't separate it. It's because it is one. What you speak, what you hear, what you speak, what you do is all Christ. But your mind tries to separate it. And what God is trying to tell you is what God has joined together. Do not separate. The language of the sun is sun. That means it's who you are. It's a being. It's all together one. That's why Jesus doesn't separate God's voice from what he does. That's why he's saying, as I hear, I'm doing. It's almost like it is one. Okay, let's go down. Okay, now we're going to see all of this, okay, in the scriptures. Um, 
John 15, 16, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain. Now, Jesus is saying, he's telling his disciples, you did not choose me, but I chose you. Is there any recollection in the Bible of Jesus going, spending time with the father, the father saying, I have chosen Philip, I have chosen John, I have chosen, and now you go, and now Jesus hears his voice and then he goes and chooses. Okay, but Jesus is saying, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you. Okay, let's go down. John 12, 27. Now my soul is troubled. This is at the Garden of Gethsemane when Jesus is about to be crucified. He's going to be taken. Now my soul is troubled and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. But for this purpose, I came to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven saying, I have both glorified it and will glorify it again. Therefore, the people who stood by and heard it said that it had thundered. Others said, an angel has spoken to him. Jesus answered and said, now look at this. Jesus answered and said, this voice did not come because of me, but for your sake. You are a son. So Jesus saying, this voice came externally. It came like an audible voice. To some, they heard it like a thunder. And then Jesus told them, his disciples, because they are not yet his son. They have not become sons of God yet because Jesus has not died on the cross yet. The Holy Spirit has not come in them. Okay, so disciples are saying, my God, there's a thunder, there's an audible voice. But Jesus is saying, this audible voice, this external voice has not come for me. It has come for you. Because he does not want anything that is outside in. Everything about the sun is inside out. Okay, now let us read the following parables and see how Jesus hears his father. Okay, let's take uh, Matthew chapter 8. Jesus cleanses the leper. Okay, can you open it in your Bible? Matthew chapter 8. Okay, I'm quickly going to read it. If those don't have it, just pay attention. Uh, when he had come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him, and behold, a leper came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if you are willing, you make me clean. Then Jesus put out his hand and touched him, saying, I am willing, be cleansed. Immediately his leprosy was cleansed. Okay? And Jesus said to him, See that you tell no one, but go your way, show yourself to the priest and offer the gift that Moses commanded as a testimony to them. Does it say that, is there any collection of God speaking to him and then Jesus saying something? Did the father speak to him? Is there any recollection of mention here of father speaking something and he saying something? But he says, Jesus says, I am willing, be cleansed. Okay. Jesus, the leper comes to him, says, if you are willing, make me clean. Jesus says, I am willing, be cleansed. And then Jesus keeps saying, whatever I'm speaking, it's all the Father. That means at this point, Jesus hears, Jesus speaks. Okay? We'll just read this, then I'm going to show you. Let's read Matthew 21, 18, the fig tree. Matthew 21, 18. Okay. Uh, now in the morning, as he returned to the city, he was hungry. And seeing a fig tree by the road, he came to it and found nothing on it but leaves and said to it, Let no fruit grow on you ever again. Immediately the fig tree withered away. And when the disciples saw it, they marveled, saying, How did the fig tree wither away? So Jesus said to them, Assuredly I say to you, if you have faith and do not doubt, you will not only do what, what was done to the fig tree, but 
you will say to this mountain be removed and be cast into the sea it will be done and whatever things you ask in prayer believing you will receive okay again jesus goes to a fig tree he is not hearing something but he is speaking he is hungry he is speaking and he is saying let no fruit grow on you ever again he is not asking the father father should i curse this whatever he is doing is all the father as he is hearing he is doing okay but you are, we are only seeing that he goes and he just says he looks at the fig tree it's not producing he says i curse you let no fruit grow on you ever again jesus said whatever i judge my judgment is righteous we just read it ahead so he's saying as i hear as i hear i judge did jesus judge the tree he wanted figs figs were not there he just said okay i curse you but he also says as i hear i judge so he's hearing and he's judging but it's so one what you you know a lot of times you think it's god it's god you don't hear trust me it's a rhythm what you live in is so one that everything that you're doing is god that's why if someone asks you uh what am i doing right now? what is god speaking to you right now what are you doing right now you're cooking he's telling me to cook he i heard him he said cook and i'm cooking that's how rhythmic it is for you okay everything that you do everything that you are is son Uh, let's read uh, Luke chapter Luke nineteen. Jesus comes to Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus's house. Okay. Then Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. Now behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus who was a chief tax collector, and he was rich, and he sought to see who Jesus was, but could not because of the crowd. for he was of short stature so he ran ahead and climbed up on a sycamore tree to see him for he was going to pass that way and when jesus came to that place he looked up and saw him and said to him zacchaeus make haste and come down for today i must stay at your house okay now how is the father jesus keeps saying as i hear i speak as i hear i speak as i hear i speak but you don't see it audible that's what i'm saying okay so now jesus just looked up okay so now imagine someone has said oh the father spoke to him and then he looked that way now zacchaeus has already climbed the tree and jesus is looking suddenly he just knew it's there and he looked up and said oh i'm coming there i'm coming to your house today okay but there is no i'm, I'm saying it's not it's not separated that the father spoke in his ears and then he jesus looks up everything that the father is one with you so everything that he is doing is all christ your mind wants to separate who you are because it fell in the tree of knowledge of good and evil it tries to understand everything god's voice sounds like this what you do is this and uh, what i see is this and god is saying everything you are is all me so now if one of you raised your hand up it's the father who raised the hand up you understand what i'm saying the language of the son god is not separating everything you're so hearing it and as you're hearing you're doing it but you don't even know you're hearing because you're so one everything that god is doing you're hearing trust me and you're doing it it's all christ in you okay let's read uh, one more lazarus raises the dead john 11:38 uh sorry jesus raises lazarus from the dead john 38 Eleven thirty-eight. Okay. Now, 
Then Jesus again, groaning in himself, came to the tomb. It was a cave and a stone lay against it. Jesus said, take away the, take away the stone. Martha, the sister of him who was dead, said to him, Lord, by this time there is a stench, for he has been dead four days. Jesus said to him, did I not say to you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead man was lying. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you. You have heard me. Now, Jesus has not gone and there is no written here anywhere that he prayed separately. But it says, Father, I thank you. You have heard me. And I know that you always hear me. But because of the people who are standing by, I said this, that they may believe that you sent me. Now he is saying, because of the people standing by, I'm saying this, that they may believe that you hear me. And then he's saying, now he said, after he had said these things, he cried with a loud voice and said, Lazarus, come out. And, uh, and, and he who, was who had died came out bound hand and foot with gray clothes and his face was wrapped and wrapped with a cloth, Jesus said to him, loose him and let him go. You don't see here Jesus praying and asking God or conversation happening. Okay. And, but Jesus says, you've already heard me from the intentions of his heart. The father already heard. And Jesus is saying, for these people, I'm saying out loud. So that they would believe. And then he says, Lazarus, come forth. Okay. Let's go ahead. Uh, Okay. It is the spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. Okay. That's why I said, guys, before you came into the kingdom, okay, it's like the, uh, it's like the, uh, hold on, sorry. Before you came into the kingdom, maybe you were speaking words and people weren't getting it. Okay. And then suddenly you came to know that you're a son. Okay, so before your words were just like this and it's not bearing fruit. Nothing is happening. You're saying, saying, saying people don't even get it. They don't understand what you're saying, nothing. And then suddenly you come to know you're a son and you're, you start believing who you are. And now suddenly all of this life is flowing out and now your words are spirit. That means it's a realm. That's why I said, Jesus said, follow me. And the disciples just dropped their nets and they followed him. Why? It's because it's a realm. Your words are spirit. Holy Spirit and they are light. So suddenly now you just say come or you tell uh, somebody, you know, yes, I approve this or I want this approved. That person just says yes to it is because your words are spirit and they are light. This thing is getting renewed. That's why for years you tried to get someone in the kingdom, nothing happened. But they're just, just words. And now suddenly you're coming into the awareness. You're a son. Now your words are spirit and they are light. Okay. And now you say it's Jesus and they're like, yeah, man, it is Jesus. Okay? You're walking in a different realm. It's the realm of the sun. Okay? So, uh, let's go ahead there. What have I put there? Okay. Okay, so let's take this home. Um, okay. So, for a lot of times when I ask you guys, so what's God speaking to you? And then we only have two, three people who write on the group. God is speaking to me. is because you're very... You're used to that it has to be something that you get a dream or you get something audibly or God speaks to you in some experience. Okay. And you right now, because you're a son, I showed you Jesus. Every time he's saying, as I hear, I speak, as I hear, I speak, as I hear, I speak. 
But where is the count in the Bible of he specifically hearing something? But he keeps saying, I'm hearing. It's because whatever he's doing, he's doing it as he's hearing. And whatever you are doing, if you're on the laptop, someone told you, and it is so unconscious, it's at such a microcosm, like everything you are is him. And so as you're hearing, you're doing, but you don't even know you're hearing him. Because you're a son. It's because your mind thinks hearing means words. Hearing means dreams. Okay? But I told you the language of the sun is what you hear, what you do, what you see. Everything that you are is one. And so whatever you're doing right now is all that the father is doing in you. You're hearing it and you're doing it, but you just don't know it. So you think God's voice should be audible when actually it's one with you. Oneness means everything is Christ. That you're hearing, you're doing it. So sometimes you don't know what he's speaking. Just see what you're doing. What you're doing is what he's speaking. Because you heard it and that's why you're doing it. You understand what I'm saying? Can you flow in just being one? That is not an external voice. And I'll, I'll, I'll tell you how Jesus is, was not looking for signs. He, in fact, when they said, what sign do you do? He said, I will, this adulterous generation needs a sign. So Jesus is not going and looking for signs. To tell him who he is. Oh, he's not looking for a sign. Show me a sign and then I will know if this is the father. It is who he is. Jesus is not even going on dreams. So it's great that we guys have dreams. And I'll cover this in the next. Okay. But you have to learn to trust your oneness with the father. You believe the word that he says you are one. That your language is one. And what if God's hearing God's voice is as simple. That because our mind tries to separate what we do and what we hear as two different things. What if it's all one? What you're hearing, what you're doing, what you're seeing, everything is one. That's why he looked at Zacchaeus. He heard the father. That's why he's looking up at Zacchaeus. He knows Zacchaeus is on the tree. And then he says, Zacchaeus, come down. It's almost like what he saw and what he heard was one. Everything that you're doing is one. Are you following what I'm saying? Is it resonating with you or is it getting complicated? It should get simpler as you hear God's voice. Okay? It's the, the bird is making that nest. How is that bird making that nest if he's not hearing something? He's hearing the impressions of it heart. It's already in it. And so it knows it. And it's such a rhythm. Okay? Look at this. What the sun hears, what the sun does, what the sun speaks is one. It's an invisible rhythm. It's spiritual. It's an invisible rhythm. And how does Jesus describe this rhythm? Look at this. He says, John 3, 1. The wind blows where it is. He's describing about the spirit. And he says, the wind blows where it is. And you hear the sound of it, but cannot tell where it comes from or where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the spirit. He's saying, it's like the wind. It blows where it wishes. You hear it, but you cannot see it. Where it comes from or where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the spirit. What I'm telling you is... All of you hear God's voice. The minute you got born again, you are hearing God's voice. You are walking in God's voice. You are doing God's voice. Everything and it's all one. Everything that you're seeing. If you saw certain things, it's all him in you who's making you see those things. First, believe who you are. Believe that you're one with him. It's you died. It's all Christ in you. So sometimes you, I, now I say, what is God speaking to you? Just look at what you're doing. If you're reading a book, oh, he told me to read a book. So I'm reading a book. That's what he's doing. Okay? Go down. Uh, 
Matthew eleven twenty seven. All things have been delivered to me by my Father, and no one knows the fa- no one knows the Son except the Father. Nor does anyone know the Father except the Son. No one knows the Father except the Son. I told you Jesus came so that you can have an experiential revelation, experiential knowledge, experience the Father. So no one knows your Father like you do. Do you know that the experience that you have are very tailor made to you? And everything that is going to be is because, for example, when uh, you know the father comes in your dreams, it won't be my father that will come in your dreams. It will be your own father. Why? It's because your father knows you. He wants to give you those certain things that you have. Only you commune with him. So it's an experiential knowledge. So only you know your father best, and no one knows you like your father. That's why even sometimes, if I want to tell somebody, someone can give me head knowledge counsel, but only my father knows where I'm at. Everything. That's why I always say. Be led by the Holy Spirit. Be true to your heart. He will. You cooperate with Him, and He will lead you into victory because He knows exactly where you are. It's all the Father in you who is doing everything. Okay, I want you all to say this right now. John ten thirty. The Father and I are one. Say that. The Father and I are one. Okay. John seven twenty nine. But I know Him, for I am from Him. Say that. I know Him. I know Him. For I am from Him. Now look at this, one John two twenty. But you have an anointing or an unction. It says from the Holy One, and you know all things. It's not here. It's here. Like the revelation that last Sunday that I shared. Uh, last uh, was it Sunday or Saturday, uh, Wednesday that I shared with you about you know casting your cares and all of that. Sometimes the revelation just comes to me, and it's just dropped in my spirit. Okay, it comes through my spirit, and I come to a place of I just know things. It doesn't come through my understanding, but I just know things. Okay, like a long time ago, I had gone to uh, this was when I was in uh, in uh, Birmingham, and uh, you know my dad had passed away, and I had gone to Birmingham uh, to a Benin crusade. Okay, and I just wanted to uh, get into where all the people, the healings were happening, the downstairs, and you're not allowed there. Uh, you know the the people. If you don't have anybody with you, anybody sick, you have to go up. And sit upstairs, but I just wanted to uh, to go down, okay? And then suddenly, this revelation, I came to know in my heart. I just knew that two people are allowed with somebody. If there's anyone in a wheelchair, two people are allowed with them. I don't know where I got this knowledge from. It didn't come. It wasn't a voice, anything. I just knew, and I knew, and I just said, okay. Like it was almost like I I knew it. I just knew some information just came to me. It was a knowing I had. And so I met this guy in a wheelchair, and I said, "Can I come with you?" And he said, "Yeah." And I went with that person, okay? Because two people are allowed. Now this I just knew. It's a knowing, okay? It says you have an anointing from the Holy One, and you know all things. Now how did did I hear audibly? No. A son just knows. You know all things. Now I want you don't process it in your head. Trust me. The we are going to talk about this in part two. Where the enmity, the Bible calls the carnal mind, is an enmity with God, because it tries to figure out everything. It tries to reason things out. I want you to start believing, because believing is not here. Okay, believing is in the mind, but I want you to start believing who the Father says you are. I want you to say from now on, every day, the Father and I are one. I know Him, for I am from Him. I know Him. For I am from Him. I know Him. For I am from Him. I want you to just keep saying this: Me and the Father are one. The Father and I are one. 
I know him because I am from him. I know him. Okay? You don't need to pursue God's voice. It's not outside in. It's inside out. It's all him in you. Begin to rest and believe in your oneness with him. What is the biggest mystery that Paul was saying? Okay? That had the devil known, had the principalities known, they would have never crucified Christ. That is Christ in me, the hope of glory. That means Christ lives in you. Okay? Galatians 1.15 But when it pleased God, who separated me from my mother's womb and called me through his grace to reveal his son in me. Paul is saying to reveal his son in me. The mystery which has been hidden from ages, Colossians 1.26 and from generations, but now has been revealed to his saints. To them God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in me, the hope of glory. Okay? So what is, uh, you know, what is the language uh, next week on Wednesday? I'm going to, I, I'm, I'm going to see in the new covenant. In the Old Testament, God spoke a lot through dreams. God spoke through prophets. God spoke through external voices. Okay? Everything was external. In the new covenant, now you, uh, you become a son of God. So the only person, I, I always say the first person that you should be identifying with always is Jesus. Not the disciples, but Jesus. Because you become another son. And the way Jesus communes with the Father is not, he's not living on external things. He's not looking for a sign. It's amazing that we have dreams. And we'll see how many dreams did Paul have also. How much is God speaking in the new covenant through dreams? And they are there. And of course they're there. But your first, even apart from the dream, and it's great that they're there, your first, your, it should be that you rest in your oneness with him. Oneness with him, it means don't start running for God's voice as if it's something to be sought out. It's not separate. It's all one. The language of the son, it's today, it's saying that we live in Hebrews 1, 1. What does it say? Today we're living. It's called, God is talking to us through the language of, not a son, he just says son. Through the language of son. And son language is not words. Son language is the minute you became a son, everything you hear, everything you're doing is everything that you're hearing. Everything that you're speaking is everything that you're hearing. It's all one. Start believing it that you're one with it. And it's going to start flowing out. So now you can say, every time I ask you, what's God speaking to you? If you don't, because it's so rhythmic, it's so like the wind, you don't know, you're thinking it's words and voice. But look at Jesus. He says, what I hear, I do. Look at what you're doing. And then you can tell me what he's speaking. So what you're doing, if you're listening to music, well, he told me to listen to music. So I'm listening to music. That's how easy it is. Okay? You won't get scared of your dreams anymore. It's because you rest in your oneness with him. It's great to have dreams, but it should come first through your oneness. So then you will look, anything external that is looking for God's voice is a person who's not yet rested in the fact that they're one with Christ. The more you start resting that you're one, trust me, it's God who's giving you the will, the desire, and the ability to do everything. It's all Christ in you. Okay, you start believing first who you are. And out of that believing, everything will start flowing. And whatever is not, you'll see it. On Wednesday, we're going to address, so a lot of times people go by signs and they're misled. How does the devil work? Okay, so we're going to, we are going to see right from Genesis, we're going to see, did God really give Adam free will? Okay, and 
we're we're going to see we're going to take how the devil works on those things and external rem and so now you'll become so secure in your oneness that you're not looking for anything external it might be there but it's not needed for you that's why signs and wonders follow us we don't follow them sons don't lead by signs sons we lead by the language of the son it's our oneness with him you just believe today that you are one that i am one with christ just the way jesus said whatever i do is what i hear whatever i speak is what i hear and so i'm okay with that so hearing didn't come as a voice hearing just came as everything that i'm doing is what i'm hearing okay and are there times yes there are times when i heard something that was always inside it was like a voice but it was in my head and that, those are the times when god just wanted to get my attention sometimes but what if i said that it's it's more like he's so easy and everything that you're doing your whole being you're a son and so if you're not separating i'm not separating hearing god's voice what you're doing and what you're speaking as three different things as human beings tend to do or your carnal mind wants to do i i don't hear god's voice i don't hear i don't feel it it's all carnal it's all your head the human adam tries to figure out things like that but a son just rest that i know that i'm one and so if i'm cooking today if i was reading the word if i was sitting with a book it's all one okay now those who always there are always those people who will say like no but how do i know my that day i was watching something rubbish okay and we will go into those things in part 2 how the word of god is living and active sharper than any two edged sword it discerns between soul and spirit okay that's where i'm going to talk about the wine and everything from the wine how it flows in the branch okay but first but literally the simplicity of it is god just tells you to believe who he's made you even if you don't believe it's true it's true you'll die you go to heaven you'll realize it's true but if you started believing who the father is telling you who you are it will effortlessly start flowing from the wine that's why i say all of your life i told you just come and just listen just hear just hear just hear just hear you don't even know as you are hearing in the between the wine and the load all the lies that are there are going out and now suddenly things the life is coming and in those areas you're just starting seeing things happen and it's just flowing just by hearing okay so i want you from today to just know me and my father are one me and my father are one i know him and he knows me okay the greatest pride that the father has that he gets to be your father that's why go to him he has already given you all things all he wants is for you to just say yes amen i believe it okay okay dad i agree with you i agree with you i'm going to say yes to this yeah i'm not going to do it i believe what you're saying about me yeah this is true i'm one with you yeah i hear your voice yeah i'm not going to i'm not going to let my mind tell me no i don't hear no i believe you whatever i do is you okay i believe i hear your voice okay is that okay are you good is because you're a spiritual being okay does this give you does this uh, set you free to believe things does it give you freedom when you're not trying to hear there's no comparison this one hears god's voice more this one hears less voice you're all one okay we are all one okay and that's why i said the language of the sun it's called the language of the sun it's called sun we speak sun so he's speaking sun and sun is not different it's not like some written it's all together one so everything that you're doing is the father everything that you see is the father okay um so i'm going to end there so i'm going to see on don't miss part 2 please because uh, then it's not going to come all together for you okay i'm really going to talk about how i have been misled in my life before 
and uh, a lot of people that I've heard, uh, you know, and when I've, I've talked about and how they tell me how and oh, it was God's voice and everything. And uh, you'd be very secure in um, uh, after that uh, part two message. Okay. So I told you it's all the impressions of your heart. In the Old Testament, it said the heart is deceitful. But in the New Testament, it says, I have given you my heart. Okay. One heart. So you follow just, it's all the father doing and you stop wrestling. Okay. God has more faith in you than you have in yourself. So he loves you. All those desires in your heart are all from him. And even as you start believing your identity first, you realize all the other things just go away. Suddenly you get different desires also. It's because you started believing who he says you are. Okay. Just believe, just rest in the fact that you're one with him. Okay. Um, I'm going to pause this here. This, uh,